This episode does contain some spoilers for Game of Thrones. You've been warned. So before I start, I just want to say that I am going off of my own experiences and things I have witnessed in the various fandoms I've been part of, so I can't speak for every fandom. So here we go. So you like a thing, a movie, book, show, manga, anime, graphic novel, or a person, and maybe you ship two characters in the thing and want to fangirl or fanboy over them. And you can follow, obviously, a fandom on several, several platforms. There's Reddit, TikTok, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, a website, WhatsApp, a Discord, and there's probably way more that I just don't know about. So I've had experiences on websites, message boards, discords, WhatsApp, Tumblr, Twitter, and LiveJournal. And I am really probably aging myself by mentioning message boards and LiveJournal. Although I still think message boards exist since Envision Free was taken over by Tapatalk. And does anybody remember the Envision Free boards? If you don't, if you're not sure what they are, they're kind of a less complex version of Discord, at least to that's what I think. So you had to build it with code. So you would get this free site and then there were other websites that were dedicated to coming up with different colorful themes. So you could pick the aesthetic that you wanted to go onto your Envision free board and you would have to learn a little bit about how to code not necessarily like you writing your own code but more like you have to figure out where to plug this stuff in the code would be ready but you had to plug it in onto your board and then you had to figure out how to tweak it so if like the font was too big you had to go in and fix the font or if the colors were a little off you had to figure out what the code was for the the color scheme and um, it kind of felt like you were a little website developer. And sometimes it took a lot of work to get your board just how you wanted it. And being a perfectionist and someone that likes things just so, I can tweak something until the cows come home. So for me, it was a lot of work that I put into making my boards aesthetically pleasing. So message boards, though, were places for people to talk about the thing they were they were there to fangirl over or fanboy over. And they often had and in some cases, since they still exist, have places to chat about your day, to post your fanfic, fan art, talk about other shows, etc., etc., etc. And I had my own Envision Free Board dedicated to Jason and Elizabeth from General Hospital, or as I mentioned in the intro, Liaison. Now, before I set up my own Envision Free Board, there was a website that I joined that was like the flagship site for Liaison. There are a bunch of people who hived off from this site to have their own sites, but everyone seemed to have originated from that site and they all had a story to tell about that site how do i put this delicately it was a fascist regime on that site there is no way to put it delicately because they were pretty awful 
you couldn't say anything on there unless it was positive. And how difficult is that to maintain when you're watching a soap opera? Soap operas are infuriating. The writers are crazy and they go off the rails all the time. So be having to constantly be positive was really hard. Like, what could you possibly pull out if you're infuriated by something that happened on the show? Like, oh, well, Elizabeth looked really pretty today. Great. That's a great conversation. And then also the thing with the site was that you got the sense that the moderator got off on playing God. And if she didn't like you, you were watched closely. You know, the the way you were watched online. You know what I mean. So long story short, me being me, I got myself kicked off the site. I'm not a real big fan of authoritarian ruling. And so when I dared question the rules, the moderator did not like that and booted me right off. And she had done this to plenty of others. I later came to find out. And so I created my own site and I got to play God. But I was way more chill about it. <laughs> Lull. I wrote fanfic, and when you're producing something that allows people to engage with you, that helps make it a little easier to connect with people. You know, as long as it's something they like. However, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to build a following, and my suggestion is to not get discouraged because it does take a while. So having my own Envision Free board was fantastic and I really did meet a lot of cool people. But make no mistake that I was not I was not perfect. But those are stories for another episode and in my defense I was young. So after liaison I got hooked onto EJ and Sammy from Days of Our Lives, also called E Jammy. And just as Liaison was ending on General Hospital, EJAMI was ramping up. Sidebar, the guy who played EJ, James Scott, holy crap. He is hot AF and he will always and forever be EJ Demera to me. And I cannot watch the new EJ that they have on Days of Our Lives right now because he is not my EJ. So I just wanted to put that out there. But so I didn't really know much about EJAMI because I didn't really watch Days of Our Lives. I mean, I had watched it before, but it was kind of like my relationship with all soap operas. And I think a lot of people's relationships sometimes it's just kind of in and out. I mean, I know some hardcore people that have watched it for years, but I was definitely not one of those people. I would just kind of go in and go out depending on what storyline I was interested in. And so I didn't really know a lot about EGME. So what I did was go on YouTube and find playlists that started from the beginning of their relationship to the present moment. And I would like to, in this moment, give a very special and heartfelt thank you to those vitters who take the time to snip out the elements of the show you don't care about and focus the story focus on the storyline of the couple that's 
those are the heroes of a fandom and of a ship because you don't want to watch well for me anyway I didn't care what was going on on the rest of the show I just wanted the e-jammy scenes so for me it was great to be able to go onto YouTube and just watch you know 10 minutes of an e-jammy scene of that day and then move on with my life to the next one so that's what I did I caught up and I joined another quote-unquote flagship site dedicated to the couple this site though it was like the real deal this site hosted fucking chats with James Scott and Allison Sweeney who played EJ and Sammy respectively I mean I was there I sat in on one such chat so it was really cool and it was kind of like you felt like you were somehow closer to the actors I know that sounds so ridiculous, but it's true so I shipped eJammy for a few years and then I moved on to Marvel, specifically my crack ship, Loki and Jane, which also is called Locane. And I was pretty happy in Marvel. I mean, I was a huge M, a huge Hiddles fan, Tom Hiddleston, and I was really happy there and I met somebody in that fandom that I still talk to today and that I have actually met. Hi Emily. And then after I started fading out from Marvel, a new ship came into my into my life and it was following a show and became the mother of all experiences that I've ever had in fandom, and that was Game of Thrones. And I joined Tumblr. Yep, what can I say about that blue hellscape? I can say I both love it and hate it. I can say that if I had, that if I get into a new ship, I always go to Tumblr first to look stuff up. There are gifts galore. You can find everything. With Tumblr, there is a seat for every ass and there are so many freaking seats. And some of you might disagree with me, but I feel like for fandom, it is the mothership. So I came to Tumblr for the gifts and I stayed for the fandom. And I wasn't looking for a new fandom when I stumbled upon John and Sansa, which is also known as Johnsa. And boy, do I have a story on just that. So it started with a fanfic. Fanfic? <laughs> it started with a fanfic I came upon that piqued my curiosity. I had never, until that point, ever thought of John and Sansa as a romantic pairing. So I was intrigued by this. I read this story, which led me to another story, and another, and another. And let me tell you, I binged on fanfic for a week straight, hungry for everything and anything I could get my hands on. I'm talking, I combed through each story on Archive of Our Own. I went through every single one and read them because I could not stop. And then I would do a search for other fanfics. Wherever I could find them, I read them. 
And then on Tumblr, I started reading theories based on evidence from the books on why it not only made sense for John and Sansa to get together, but it was also a foregone conclusion. And yeah, despite the epic failure of the show for the last two seasons, I still think it's possible in the books. These meta writers convinced me of that. So when it came to the Jonsa fandom, it was really hard. And I can't say I ever really did break into it with the people that were already there. They had been there for a long time and they let you know it. And they despised me. I don't know why. Well, actually, I find out later why they despised me. But for a long time, I couldn't figure it out. And when I decided that I loved John and Sansa enough to create my own stories, I jumped in with my first fic and I mentioned one of the Johnson writers that I had really admired. And I didn't even get like a, hey, thanks for thinking of me. And because she had inspired me to write John and Sansa. She had introduced me to a ship that I had never, ever considered before. So I was really stoked about this and excited. And it was a small fandom when I joined it. And we're talking like a handful of people. And they were the only ones that were writing about this pairing. You could consistently saw the same like five people that were posting fanfic. And you would think that it would be easy to break into a fandom that small because, as I said in the intro, um, small fandoms are usually kinder. And I can definitely say that that is not, was not the case in this instance. This was a horrible experience. And so I, when I first started posting my story, it was crickets. I got maybe one or two comments here and there. And I really tried my best to engage with what I call the old guard on Tumblr on in the Johnsa fanfic um, fandom world. Wow, I can't talk tonight. So I tried to engage them. You know, if they made a post that I liked, I, I mean, I followed all of them. And if they made a post that I thought was particularly great, I would comment on it. And I would just get completely ignored, not even acknowledged, nothing. It was like I didn't exist. And so after a while, I was like, okay, they're like actively ignoring me. And I don't know why. And so I went from wondering what the hell I did wrong to being actually really angry about it. Like what the actual fuck I had been nothing to nice. I had been nothing but nice to these mean girls and they just acted like I didn't exist. And I kept my mouth shut for a good long time until more people started showing up in the fandom. I started getting a bigger following on my stories and people were actually talking to me on Tumblr they were tagging me in things and giving me fic prompts and chatting me up on Tumblr Messenger. Yes, I was there when Tumblr Messenger was first installed. So at this point, the tension in the fandom is building as the fandom is getting bigger. And 
that old Johnson gang was being downright mean and awful to the new people joining the fandom, and it really pissed me off. They acted like they were the overlords of the fandom. And some of the newbies that were coming in made posts about their behavior in a roundabout way. They didn't call them out by name, but they called out the behavior. And it wasn't like it was a big secret who they were. Everybody knew. And um, I want to share with you one such post. Uh, this was a trip down memory lane today because I went back way, way back in the Wayback Machine to find some of the old posts that were circulating at that time. So this is a post somebody had made on Tumblr. And it says, I find it funny how some people in some fandoms I am in act like they started it all. Just because people aren't active in a fandom doesn't make them newbies or bandwagon fans. Being active in fandoms doesn't mean ish at the end of the day anyway. Trust me, as someone who has a fan blog in fandom with many followers, it means nothing. It's a way to pass the time, but you slash we don't rule the world, baby. Okay, I realize that I just called them newbies a bunch of times, but you know what I mean. First of all, their sandbox. Theirs. It's not yours. It was never yours. It's anyone's who happens to stumble into the fandom. Fandom doesn't belong to anybody. I mean, the creators of the art that you're fangirling and fanboying? Okay, I don't think that's... That sounds weird. But you know what I mean. You're not... You don't own them. You don't own the fandom. It's not yours to tell people how to enjoy something and that's what they tried to do and so I wrote this as a friendly PSA please fandoms Locaine, Hiddlestoners, Spuffy, John and Sansa, Rob and Sansa, any facet of GOT, Stucky, Marvel, Thorky, and anyone in fandom Please do me a solid. If anyone stumbles into the fandom you are part of and says, Hey, this is fucking awesome. I'm going to hang out here and enjoy this fandom with you because I find it fucking cool. Please do not make them feel unwelcome or like they are stepping on toes or doing something wrong. Fandoms are not supposed to be exclusive clubs where you need to know the secret password or handshake. They are not supposed to be barred to you just because they because you weren't there from the start of it. Screw that shit. You like it, you ship it, then ship the ever-loving fuck out of it. It's not like someone can make you stop liking something just by telling you to stop liking it. If some Hiddlestoners want to call themselves Slores, who the fuck cares? If Jon Snow fans want to call him John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt Snow, let them. You're all there for the same reason, to enjoy the ship, slash character, slash show, etc. Don't get up all on your high horse because you and a few others stuck a flag in at first and claimed that territory for England or some such shit. Some fandoms keep going by virtue of the newbies that discover it and think it's awesome and maybe didn't even know it was there until they stumbled upon it. 
This Buffy fandom is still going strong, and there are new people discovering Buffy and the magic that is Buffy all the time. Please, the vets of fandom, fandoms and ships, don't make the newbies feel unwelcome. Instead, rejoice that there are other people that love your ship and want to be part of it. Well, that kind of went over like a lead balloon. Now, I want to talk about also the other thing that bothered them was the moniker or the portmanteau of Johnsa. They didn't like Johnsa and they wrote posts about how it made them cringe and how the ship should only be called John and Sansa because it had always been called that and we should follow what they had put in place. Now, this was now. At this time, it was season six, and when season and in season six is when Sansa made it to Castle Black and was reunited with John, and this was after five seasons of Starks being separated, and a couple of them being killed. So, as with most things, whenever there is a group for something, there is a group against something, and in fandom, they are called aunties. They were coming out of the woodwork. Because in case you didn't know, Sansa Stark is one of the most hated characters. I'm pretty sure it's mostly men that hate her, but there are plenty of women that do as well. The idea of a woman being feminine and yet incredibly smart is apparently a turnoff. Someone like Arya is preferred because she can fight. Sansa, who uses her mind instead of a sword, is seen as lesser. Plus, they like to blame her for being manipulated by Cersei, even though she was a child and didn't know better. Apparently, there was no such thing as growth for a character. But I digress. Or there is actually room for growth, but for only a certain few and not for Sansa. And I call bullshit because Sansa is a literal queen. Anyway. So when the aunties started trolling the Johnsons and posting crap in our tags, making fun of us and our ship, or telling us we're stupid and mocking our posts, some of the Johnsons retaliated because you can only take so much crap flung at you before you retaliate. And so we then found ourselves smack dab in the middle of a ship war. And at this point, after season six, it was, I mean... I don't know what was going on with Game of Thrones and their security on the scripts, but things dropped really, like the last two seasons, I felt like a lot of things got dropped. I had read exactly what was going to happen on the very last episode of the show, and I hated what I read. And when it started to actually play out on the screen, I had hope. See, I had held out a little bit of hope that that it wasn't going to go down like that. And then it did. And I was like, yep, not watching. Still have not seen the end of the show. So um, when season six ended and it was like coming out in bits and pieces of what was going to happen in season seven. And one of the things that they talked about was how John and Daenerys were going to have sex on a boat. And that became um, called boat bang after that. And so 
fans really latched onto this idea. And so there was a fandom that started to grow and that was the John and Daenerys fandom or also called Daenerys. And I mean, this was at the time that Daenerys was on her way to Westeros and rumors were starting to spread. So, um, so the ship war was happening and the old guard decides to show the new Johnsa to school, the new Johnsa fans on how to behave and went on to complain about this never happened when it was just them. Cry me a freaking river. And people start to feel slighted, the people that were new. And here's an ask I got, and my response follows. So this is the ask. I'm just so sad by how much the John slash Sansa fandom has changed. I remember just a couple years ago, it used to be this small, fun, supportive group that sucked together and that had the occasional Arya Stan harassing us. But now, only, but now not only are we bombarded by an army of aunties, even our fellow shippers are harassing others. You're one of my fave Johnson writers, and I'm just happy that you, unlike some people, are friendly to the newbies in our fandom. Ship and let ship. That has always been our motto. And here's my answer. Thank you, Nani. The fandom has indeed grown, and I think it's getting bigger as we get closer to season seven. I think it's great, though, to see more people making fan art, writing fan fiction and meta, and supporting one another. That's what fandom is supposed to be about. It makes me sad, too, that we can't all just seem to get along. I think in any fandom, it makes sense that groups develop. The writers tend to gravitate towards each other. The artists tend to band together. The people who write meta, etc. But at the end of the day, we are all here for one thing. Our love of Jonsa. I think it's important to make anyone new feel welcome. It's kind of like being the new kid in school. You're trying to figure out which group you belong to and want to start a conversation, but you can't if you get shot down or ignored. Thanks again, Nani. And so it was going on like this. It was getting worse. And finally, I had had enough. I had kept my mouth shut. I had done the same thing with calling them out, but not calling them by name. And finally, I just made a post and I and it was about how it was bullshit to tell people how to fandom. And so some of the old guard, they came out and um, they started, you know, yelling at me. Well, you know yelling at you as you can on a website but they started saying crap about me and it actually came out that the reason why they ignored me and didn't like me was because they thought I was trolling for comments on my fix they thought that my reason for giving them a shout out when I wrote my first fic was just because I wanted comments and when I learned that I just I couldn't get over it like that was not even a thought in my mind all I was thinking was wow I just discovered this awesome new fandom I'm really into this I love John I love Sansa and I have there's other people here that I can talk to about the show and talk to about this couple and yeah sure share sharing stories and you know, supporting each other in that respect 
is part of that, but it wasn't about that. I just wanted to fangirl over this new thing. And I thought that I could do that with other people, but apparently I couldn't. So I got some, I got some hate from the fans of the old guard and I expected that, but nonetheless, it was hurtful. I mean, these people really know how to, um, be complete assholes and there was a mess that followed that that didn't help with the hate that I got, but I'll cover that in another episode. And that one should fall under the category of shit stirs in fandom. <laughs> Some could argue, and probably would, that I am one such shit stir, but everything that I did was in defense of new people to the fandom and doing what I felt was right. So... My advice when it comes to breaking into fandom is, from uh, my experience, is to just kind of pay attention to what you're getting into. Pay attention to the people. I would lurk for a while and figure out the tone and um, how these people interact. You know, I wouldn't... Um, I'd start by making a post here and there and... Um, seeing how that goes and following people and commenting on their posts. I mean, it didn't quite work out well for me, but you know, other, I met other people that way. I met, you know, I didn't ignore people that made comments as long as they were friendly. Obviously I wasn't going to go in and, um, talk to, talk to a troll, although there were times that I did. And that again is for another episode, but anyway, my advice is to lurk for a while. Lurk for a while, check it out. Don't get involved until you feel comfortable. And if you feel comfortable right away, that's great, but still kind of hang back a little bit and just try to take the temperature of the room, I guess, so to speak. Because you don't want to get into something that is going to end up causing you a lot of grief, which is what Johnson did for me. It caused me some grief. And, um, I learned a lot from that fandom. I learned that, um, I don't want to <laughs> be a part of another one. Uh, at least not as hardcore as that. I, um, have since fallen completely in love with Ben Barnes. And while I still go on Tumblr and I look up stuff about him, I don't engage with the fans. I Even if something is irritating me, like a lot of people speculating about his personal life, I don't want to know about it, And but I'm not going to take anybody to task for it because I just want to lurk. I just want to look at pretty pictures. That's all I want to do. So I'm going to fandom the way that makes me feel comfortable and what is fun to me. And if that means not engaging with other fans, that's fine. I, I have no desire to do that right now. And I'm okay with that. I'm completely okay with that. And I have a much healthier relationship with Tumblr now because I rarely go on. And if I do, I spend less than five minutes on there. And I'm okay with that. I really am. And, um... I don't want you to be afraid to be a part of a fandom, but just be cautious. 
is what I would suggest. And, uh, well, I think, I think I've covered everything for this episode that I wanted to talk about, which was my experiences, which haven't all been exactly, you know, sunshine and lollipops, but they are what they are. And, um, I learned a lot about myself through the process and I will get into that more when we get into, um, comparing yourself to others, you know, that nasty thing that people do on social media. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I felt like I talked really fast and maybe skimmed over some things, but there were certain things that I definitely wanted to talk about. And the Johnsa fandom was um, definitely something that I wanted to talk about. Uh, if you're looking for a fandom that doesn't have toxicity in it, good luck because they all do on some level. Um, it's just the nature of the beast and it's just the way that things work out when you're on any type of social media or, you know, the internet. So that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And if you have to walk away from it, walk away from it. If you need a break, take a break. Just remember to step outside and look at the sky and remember that you're a small part of this world and that the world is so vast and so big and you're just a small part of it. And this problem that you're having with fandom is such a small part of your life. It is not your life. You have a life outside of that. And if you don't, you can get one. You have people who love you and people who care about you. And those are the people that you need to connect with. Fandom is something that is transient. It doesn't last forever. And even though you think you love this thing and you're going to love it forever, chances are you won't. And one day you're going to be like, you know what? I'm done. So don't take everything very seriously. That's my advice. And um, I hope you all have a good week. And I will talk to you next time in episode two. 